Welcome to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We hope you will be encouraged and challenged today as you listen to a message from one of our speakers. Prepare your heart and get ready to receive a word from God today. We're going to be in the book of Acts chapter 16. Acts chapter 16 is where I'm going to be. While you're getting there, I want to share a story about a guy by the name of Jack Phillips, who in 1912, Jack Phillips was the senior radio officer for a ship that was in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Now, in 1912, if you were the senior radio operator, what that meant is you were using a telegraph machine. Here's what, uh, a picture of what it would have looked like similarly uh, a telegraph machine, right? You're tapping messages. And the cool thing about this specific voyage is it was one of the first times wireless communication on a ship was being used. It's like the precursor to our cell phones. Some of you right now don't like Jack Phillips, right? No, it's the pre- so, so here, just imagine for a second, Jack is down in the bowels of the ship And there's famous people on the ship, there's business people, and so now they realize that they can communicate, and so they're flooding Jack with messages. You got to send this to my family, you got to send this to my business, right? It's a multi-day trip, and so Jack is just down and he's pounding out messages. Now the thing about telegraph and wireless telegraphs back then is all the things that you sent were public, because other people could hear them, and everything other people said you could hear. So he's pounding messages out and he's listening for responses. He's pounding messages, so he's got a stack of things to send. And during this, he's also listening for messages. He receives a message, it's actually from another ship, and the ship says that they had encountered ice. So Jack gets this message, he looks at the stack of messages he's behind in his work, and he sends this message out to the other ship. Shut up, shut up, I'm busy. The busyness of the flood of communication led Jack to missing one of the most important messages of his life on the HMS Titanic that sunk, and Jack went down with the ship. Now that's a sad story and a sad account But I want to take that, because if we really pay attention to this, that story is relevant to our lives today. How how many of us, when you think about how noisy the world is today, realize that we're getting flooded with communication? We've got instant messages, DMs, social media, text messages, family, friends, work, email. Do people still call? maybe. So we've got a flood of information coming in to us, and I wonder how many times I miss important messages. I I thought of it this way. It may not be a great example, but thinking back five or ten years ago, I would have said the world is noisy and busy and crazy, but I don't know about you. Like today, It's just like people are competing to be the loudest voice in the room. There's so much communication, we're arguing with one another what truth is. And if it's bad today, 
just think what it's going to be in a couple of years. We have an election coming up in a couple of years. How exciting is that? Do you think it's going to get any more quiet? No is the answer to that, right? It's just going to get crazier. And so I wonder in my own life and for us, in the middle of all the crazy communication, and we might even be telling people, shut up, I'm so busy, whether we miss some of the greatest communication that we should be hearing in our lives. And I wonder if we're missing too often the voice of God. Now, just to be clear, God still speaks today. He's in the business of communicating with people who follow him. I want to give you a couple of scriptures to give us a, a firm foundation of where we're headed today, just to be clear in case you have any questions. Here's a couple of scriptures to clarify. John 10, this is Jesus talking to a group of people, and he says this. He says, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them, and they follow me. Jesus was sharing that people who follow him should be able to hear him, recognize what he sounds like, and follow him. The same is true today. In the Old Testament, Jeremiah 33, 3, God is speaking, and he says this. He says, call to me, and I will answer you and tell you great and unsearchable things you do not know. That is really good news, that the God of the universe actually wants to communicate to us and tell us things that we do not know. That's good news, amen? John 8, 47, just in case there's any question, whoever belongs to God hears what God says. If you are a follower of Jesus, you can hear God speaking. Maybe not audibly, but there's ways in which, and, and we're living at a time, I desperately, it's part of why this message was created, I desperately want us as followers of Jesus to be able to hear the voice of God and not miss it. So I want you to think this week, in your life, just how crazy this week was. Maybe it wasn't super crazy for you, but I want you to think of all the forms of communication that you have coming in. All the things that you're trying to process, whether it's a business that you own or you work for somebody or, or, or family and friends or text messages, all the things, all the inputs that you have. And I want to ask you this question. Would you like to hear the voice of God more clearly? Yeah. I would. Which is why we're in this series, and the series is called When You Pray. And the heart of this series is to look at the fundamental teachings from Jesus on prayer. I, I, I get it, it's, it's a, a sermon series on prayer, and it's, it's sort of easy, but I think there are some things that we can learn from Jesus in today's world that would help us hear God's voice more clearly. If you were here last week, uh, I shared a message about Jesus teaching about when you pray, don't babble all the time. Part of it's listening. If you didn't listen to last week's message, you should go and listen to it because I thought it was pretty good. Um, <laughs> but you should listen to it. And today I want to really focus and hone in on if we're not babbling all the time, part of our prayer life should be listening. How do we hear the voice of God more clearly? And I want to do that actually in a text in the Bible, in Acts chapter 16, that isn't your normal how to hear from God text. It's different, but when I was studying and I, I ran across this, I was like, oh, this is it. 
This is what we need to hear right now. And so I'm going to read this. It's Acts chapter 16. It's a couple of verses, but just a, a, a caution. When I read this, I'm, I'm going to talk about like multiple towns that Paul, who was a follower of Jesus, he was trying to go spread the gospel, trying to plant churches. And I'm going to share some towns at like four or five different locations. Don't get hung up on the town names. Get hung up on Paul's response to what's happening around him. Okay, Acts chapter 16. I'm going to start in verse 6. It says this, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mysia and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now, in that text, I'm learning a few things about hearing from God more clearly that I want to share. But before I do that, let me pray. Will you pray with me? So, Father, even in this prayer, we would love to hear from you. And so, God, I'm asking during this message that you would open our hearts and our ears and our minds to what you're saying. Even if you want to, God, interrupt this message and have me go a different direction, I'll follow the best of my ability. I just want to hear from you clearly. So help in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Here's a few things that I see in this text to help us clear, hear more clearly. We can hear God more clearly when we, you can write this in, resist getting stuck. It's an odd way to maybe put this, but I'll unpack it here in just a second. When we resist getting stuck. If we look at the text, I'm not going to read it entirely again, but at the beginning of the text, Paul is doing what he thinks is a good thing, right? I'm going to go preach the gospel, and so I'm going to travel. It says Paul and his companions traveled throughout this region. But look at this. Having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. I don't know what happened when he was trying to preach, and it says the Holy Spirit stopped him. Was it like he's, he got to the border, and there was this invisible thing, and he bonked up against it? Was it someone who said, hey, you can't really go in right now? Was it a season of silence where he just wasn't getting any breakthrough? I don't know what that means, that the Spirit of God wouldn't let him. And, and to be honest with you, I'm sort of glad that we don't have the detail. Because it can be relevant now in my life, that when I have a season where it just seems like it's not working, it's a long season of silence, I'm not hearing God clearly, now this makes sense to me. But do you know what Paul does when he gets the, either the no or the silence or the confusion? Paul doesn't get stuck. He just keeps moving on. 
I don't know about you, but when, when I enter the seasons where I'm not hearing God clearly, sometimes I get stuck. And I want to share with you three ways in which I get stuck. Maybe they're relevant to you, maybe not, and you just hear about Pastor Steve's mess. I don't know. But here's three ways that I can get stuck during times at which I'm not hearing God clearly. You ready for these three? How many of you, before I get to these, how many of you, when you pray, because maybe you're better than I am, how many, when you pray, you get perfect, audible clarity from God, and he gives you, like, every detail? If that's you, just go ahead and raise your hand, and then I'm going to invite you to come up and finish the sermon. (laughs) And we don't even need to go through the ways in which we get stuck. We can just listen to you pontificate about your prayer life, right? It's Not all of us have this. So this is how I get stuck three ways. We can get stuck by complaining. Any other complainers in the room? Right. Complaining. Things aren't going right. I'm trying to do the best of my ability. I'm not hearing God, and so I just start complaining. Same thing happens in Scripture. Luke 15, I won't put the text up this morning, but Luke 15, Jesus is in the middle of his ministry doing great things, yet the religious rulers of the day, they don't like what's going on. Now, if you reel that back a little bit, the religious rulers of the day were Jewish. They were waiting for a Messiah to enter. They were waiting for Jesus, and he's right in front of them. But he's doing things that they don't like, and so they start complaining. In Luke 15, 2, it says, this man, Jesus, welcomes sinners to eat with them. They're complaining to such a level that they don't hear the message of Jesus. They miss it entirely. Complaining is not a great strategy when God is silent. Second, repeating. Ways in which we get stuck, repeating. This is keep trying to do the same thing over. It's the definition of insanity, right? Some of you know this where you do the same thing over and over and over again and you just expect something to change, that the results will be different, but I'm just going to keep plowing, trying the same thing, beating my head up against the wall. When we read the text, Paul, when he couldn't go to Asia, he didn't say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sleep on it, and I will try to go to Asia tomorrow. Ah, it didn't work. You know what we need to do? We need to try to go back to Asia. And it didn't work. You know what we need to do? We need to try to go to Asia. He didn't do that. He moved on. Too many times in my life, this is like my fallback. I just repeat. When something doesn't work, I feel in my belly like, no, God, I really want this to work out. I'm just going to keep pounding on it and pounding on it and on a perseverance. And that perseverance doesn't yield the result I want, and I get frustrated. It reminds me of this scripture, Proverbs 19.21. Many are the plans in a person's heart, but it's the Lord's purpose that prevails. It's the Lord's purpose. And, and I wonder if my life, all those times I'm repeating, the Lord's like, I'm not going to take you, go in the wrong direction. My purpose is for you to go someplace else, which is what Paul did. He kept moving. Third way in which we can get stuck, we can be quitting Quitting is a bad strategy. Luke 18, a young man comes to Jesus and says, what do I have to do to receive eternal life? He's waiting to hear from Jesus, like, okay, give me the instructions. And Jesus says a really hard thing. He says, you got to go sell everything. 
It's hard, and the guy just quits. And I wonder, what did that guy miss in his life because he quit? Paul does none of these. He doesn't quit, he doesn't complain, he doesn't get in the cycle of repeating. He just keeps moving on. He doesn't get stuck, which is exactly what we're supposed to do. God re- Paul received this message, go preach the gospel. And so that's what he's doing. He's just falling back to what God, that didn't work, so I'm just going to go back to the last thing, which is what we should do. You can fill this in. When God is silent or I get a no, do the last thing God told me to do. When I get stuck, just go do the last thing God said. It's what Paul did. And if we're faithful in the last thing God said, I think it positions us to hear him more clearly. It's what happened to Paul. Paul doesn't get the vision unless he's faithful in the last thing God said. 1 Samuel says it this way. 1 Samuel 26, the Lord rewards everyone for their righteousness and faithfulness. When we're faithful in what God tells us to do, even if it was from long ago, it puts us in a position to hear from him well. Side note, I think this is important. Could be a tangent. Maybe some of you are in a season where you're not sure if you're hearing from God clearly. It's confusing. It's been a long time since you, and you're not even sure what the last thing God told you to do was. And you're struggling in some area of your life. I just want to give you two tips, two things that I think would immensely help us to get clarity from God. Do you want these two? Here's the first thing. Jesus calls us all to love God. There should be no question about Jesus calling us to love God. And so when we're in a season of silence, if we are faithful to the thing that Jesus says, just love God, it's, it's part of the Ten Commandments, it's all throughout Scripture. Love God. God, I'm going to worship you in a season of a mess. In a season of silence, I'm going to be with you. I'm going to read your word so I can understand what you're saying more clearly. I'm just going to love you. If we can do that, it positions us well. If the second thing here is to love others. To love other people. So when you're working with someone that's a knucklehead, you don't call them a knucklehead. You actually pray for them or you try to love them well. When you're frustrated with your spouse and maybe you're thinking about, man, is this thing going to work out? Is this going to end in divorce? How about we do this in a holy covenant of marriage instead of complaining all the time? How about we anchor back to love each other really well? And when we do love God and love others really well, God steps in and goes, you were faithful to those two core things. Let me tell you what to do now. It's so important. We can hear God more clearly when we resist getting stuck. The other thing I see in the text today that can help us to hear God more clearly, it's when we listen for God's creative communication. Listen for God's creative communication. I'll give you a second to write that down because communication is a really long word for a fill-in. God speaks creatively, but how many of us would love to hear God's audible 
voice with really crisp, clear details. I'd really love, I've never heard the audible voice of God, but it happens in Scripture. If we go back to the uh, beginning part of uh, Genesis, we find a man named uh, Noah who was righteous before God. He was a great guy. And God actually shares with him about this boat. And what's fascinating to me is God's speaking in such intricate detail. This is how big the boat has to be. These are the rooms you should make. Like God is sharing all these details. You don't want the boat to sink, so God tells him on the inside, here's what you're going to do. You're going to put pitch, the stuff on the inside, so the, so the boat doesn't sink. Like that's the level of detail I want from God. But God speaks creatively as well. In, in the book of Numbers, he actually uses a donkey to speak to a man. Sometimes when God speaks, it's not as clear as we would want. In our account today, how does God speak to Paul? Look at the text. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia. A vision, a dream in the middle of the night. Isn't that isn't that unique? I, when I read this, I was like, oh yeah, that's unique. God can speak in, in dreams and visions. But what I realized, because I had been reading about the life of Paul, is Paul doesn't argue. He doesn't question. Paul has this fundamental understanding that God can speak creatively. He's open to it, even though, even though Paul earlier when he comes to know who Jesus is, actually heard the voice of Jesus. Look at this. It's in Acts 9. Paul fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, the same guy, just called two different things. He heard a voice audibly say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked. And look at this. I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Paul hears the audible voice of God, Jesus. The very thing many of us want to hear, Paul hears it. And yet later in the middle of the night when he gets a dream, and in his dream it's not Jesus speaking, it's some rando dude from Macedonia, he doesn't question it. He's open to God's creative communication. I wonder if we ever miss hearing God because we're expecting him. We're so locked in and this is how we want him to speak. This is how he's going to speak. Yet we don't hear him because he's speaking some other way. Seven years ago in my life, I was in, uh, Pastor Mark, lead pastor, invited me to come on staff here at the Vineyard. I was in the marketplace working for another business and and uh, in that time, I prayed about it. That's obvious, right? But, but for two and a half, two, two and a half weeks, I couldn't hear God clearly. And uh, I asked really specific things of God. I said, God, if I'm going to come out of the marketplace and I'm going to go work at the vineyard, I'd like two things. The first thing I would like, you cannot laugh at this. The first thing I'd like is I'd like a complete financial plan in a manila envelope. I never got that. But I prayed for it. 
The other thing that I prayed, because I didn't get that, was, God, here's, here's what I'd like, God, because I'm a little unclear. I'm not sure if I should do this. I would really love in the mail to get a postcard. I think it was even, uh, I asked for a B window po- postcard. Uh, a, a B window postcard, a little one, that's asking me about something about my windows. And there's going to be two check boxes on the bottom of it, Lord. And whatever check box is checked, either yes or no, that's going to be my answer. Aren't you all glad I got that postcard? No, I didn't get the postcard. I didn't get either one of those. But here's what I did get. Someone, and I don't even remember who it was anymore. Someone came to me and gave me one verse from the Bible. And in that moment, after they gave me that verse, down in my core, I knew I had to come work at the vineyard. God is so creative, but we'll miss him if we're locked in, believing, oh, he's only going to speak to me this way. I think we need to be open to a few more ways God speaks. You want a couple of ways God speaks? You want me to share a few? Okay, here we go. Here's a couple of examples for the few of you. These are not on your handout, but uh, can be helpful. We can hear God audibly. Ways in which we can, we can actually hear from God audibly. He speaks audibly in our ears like you can actually hear it. Uh, we find it all throughout Scripture. He spoke to Adam, Abraham, Moses, Elijah, Paul. He speaks. But he can still, I haven't ever heard the audible voice of God. But he could if he wanted to. One example is Mother Teresa. I don't know if you know who Mother Teresa is, but she was a nun, and she gave her life to living with the poor and destitute and down and out. And she did it because she heard the audible voice of God. Here's what she said about it. She said, I was sure it was God's voice. The message was clear. I must leave the convent to help the poor by living with them. This was a command, something to be done, something definite. I knew where I had to be, but I did not know how to get there. She heard the audible voice of God, and it changed her life. Another way God can speak is through Scripture. In Hebrews, it says this, For the word of God is alive and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. This is God's voice. We can, how many of you have read a verse and you're like, oh, that so spoke to me today in the season that I am? It's part of the reason I'm at the vineyard. Somebody gave me one verse from the Bible and it was God's voice that has said that it just changed all of a sudden and I knew it was a yes. Another way we can hear from him is through images and thoughts. It's sort of a different way, but God can use the blackboard of our mind. He cre- Did you know that God created your brain? He created your creativity and your imagination, and he can use the very things that he created to speak to you. So he can give you an image. Let me give you an example in Scripture. Jeremiah 1.11, God is speaking audibly to Jeremiah, but he's also giving him images. He says, the word of the Lord came to me. What do you see, Jeremiah? It's God speaking audibly. And Jeremiah says, I see the branch of an almond tree. You can read this account, but God and Jeremiah go back and forth at discerning 
the images that God is giving him. God can speak audibly. He can speak in images. He can even speak in dreams and visions, which is what he gave Paul. Do you want a few more ways you can hear from God? Read your Bible. Because there's a whole list of stuff in the Bible the way God speaks. And, and if you're really curious, come to the prayer experience, not this Tuesday, but next Tuesday, because we're actually going to explore some ways in practice hearing God. It's worth going. Oh, I want to say something. Can I make an invitation? I know we're in this series. This is a way big tangent. But it just came to me when I highlighted the prayer experience. It is time for men to step into a season of prayer. Women, you too. But I just want to call out guys for a second because I just got this feeling like there should be guys that are showing up to the prayer experience to hear God because guys are struggling in the world as much as girls, but there's just this thing. I think God is calling men to a season of prayer. Don't miss that. Way big tangent, sorry. So Paul, creative communication. God can speak, speak in many ways. Paul hears from God through a vision, but there's something that Paul does it's a nuance. It's a little detail that I don't want to miss before I conclude this message. Look what happens in verse 10. Paul gets this vision. It says, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God has called us to preach the gospel to them. Paul didn't, after getting that vision, just run off by himself to Macedonia. There's a group of people there that he got around and he said, this is, this is what I think, this is what I heard, this is what I saw, and they concluded, it's plural, they concluded that it was from God and that they should move. Here's why I included this. I think because God's communication is creative that sometimes we miss some details. Sometimes we only get part. It's actually what's said in Scripture. Look at this, uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 9. Now our knowledge is partial and incomplete, and even the gift of prophecy reveals only part of the whole picture. The very thing that God gives us reveals only part. And so what Paul does is he gets together in wise counsel. Proverbs 15:22 plans fail for lack of counsel but with many advisors they succeed. Here's what I'm getting to. Clarity. You can write this down. Clarity increases with transparency and humility. We can hear God more clearly when we I know it's a big another big word from Pastor Steve. Transparency and humility. When we get our part, something that we may not completely understand, the best thing that we can do is get with another person who follows Jesus and transparently share in a humble way, hey, I think I heard this from God. Can we discern this together to come up with a conclusion? I have seen too many people in my journey believe that God's, oh, you know what? God said that he's the right person for me. And they go off into the wilderness because they think they heard correctly when all they heard was a part. And now they realize that wasn't maybe right. 
Paul and his companions concluded in a group. And when they did that, when they came together and said, yep, that was from God, they're going to go, they did amazing things. Look in the book of Acts, chapter 16, 17, and 18. They spread the gospel, the good news of Jesus Christ, all throughout the areas to which God sent them. And you know those areas he couldn't go because the Holy Spirit said, oh, you can't go there, like Asia? Peter went to Asia. God had that all planned out. Paul just had to be obedient. It was taken care of. In the, in the noise of the world, I don't want to miss the clarity that God has for me and for us. I want to hear God clearly. And we can hear God more clearly when we resist getting stuck and we, when we listen for God's creative communication. Why don't you stand? We're going to move into a time of prayer. Thanks for listening to the Vineyard Church Weekly Message Podcast. We pray you were impacted by this message. God bless and see you next time.